Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Now, the title of this message today is Blinded by the Light. Now, many of you that are watching, you've got some impossible situations, and really, you've lost hope. You know, we're living in some hard times, and many of you are, have some difficult situations, but I want you to know that you have hope in Jesus, and He's not finished with you. He cares. He loves you. I want your faith to increase that this day you're going to get your breakthrough. Be blessed by this message. And the title of this message today is Blinded by the Light. Now, we're living in a time now that many of you that are watching by television, you've lost all hope. You know, you're bound by depression and fear and anxiety and maybe prayers that have not been answered and your faith has been rattled just a little bit. And I hear calls like that all the time. I just don't think the Lord hears my prayers. Oh, he hears. But he's an on-time God and he's working his plan. But see, we're in a battle. Because the enemy knows he doesn't have long left, and I have never seen such an attack on the body of Christ. If he can't take you out, he's trying to distract you or wear you out from one attack after something else. If it's not in your body, it's in your family's body or something is coming against you. But that means God's doing something. Because he spoke to me this morning, and he said, if you will continue to press on, and you will consider to pursue me in my presence, in my glory. It's where miracle signs and wonders take place. And I believe there is a sifting and a sorting in the church now. There is a great falling away that's taking place. But the ones that are stand strong, God's going to use us all, and we're going to see more of those miracles, signs, wonders, deliverance, because that's what Jesus does. But see, so many people will say, well, I'm going to let the Lord fight the battle. And the battle belongs to him, but we got to get on the battlefield. Yeah. we got to put on the whole armor of God. Right. And when we do all we know to do, see, we got to put feet to our faith. Yeah. And we can pray and pray and pray, but sometimes we got to put some feet to that faith and do what he's telling us to do. And when we do all we know to do, then we stand to let God be God, and he takes care of the enemies in our lives. He'll even blind the enemy in our lives. And we're going to talk about that today. But I want to start out by talking a little bit about Elisha. Y'all ever heard of Elisha? A mighty prophet of God. He was the successor to Elijah. Y'all remember the story of how he wanted the double portion anointing, double miracles. But he followed Elijah. He learned from Elijah. He was a mighty prophet of God. And in fact, this is how much power that man had. Do y'all remember the story of when a man, someone had died, and they threw him in the grave, and this dead body 
hit Elijah's, Elisha's bones and came back to life? Y'all heard that story before? That's some power, isn't it? And I read in some commentaries that that was actually made the double miracles that Elijah performed. But he was a mighty prophet of God. Hey, prophets in those days was a dangerous job. It was not a celebrity status by any means. You heard from God and you told them exactly what God said, not necessarily what they wanted to say, but it was a very dangerous job. But I tell you one thing, you didn't mess with Elisha either because apparently he was a bald-headed man. And y'all remember the story of how these, these young guys came out and they were, hey, Baldy, <laughs> making fun of Baldy? Well, guess what? He cursed them. Two bears came out and mauled 42 and killed them. Don't y'all be talking about me. <laughs> I'm not going to curse y'all, though. I'm going to bless y'all. But anyway, that just tells us men, bald is beautiful, right? So that's just going to set a little bit of stage for the scripture that I'm going to read today. And I'm going to just take my time, do some teaching. You know, I've learned a long time ago when I first started ministering, I thought I had to hoop and holler and jump and hop. And, and that's okay, but that don't mean you're anointed. Because I've heard people hoop and holler and jump and, and uh, you didn't know what they said. When they got out of there, it's like, what did they preach on? And I'd rather people to understand the words that I'm speaking and teach in a way that we can all receive. Because if I don't, I might feel better, but you're going to say, what was she preaching on? So anyway, let's get started in the Word. Say, preach to me. All right. 2 Kings 6, 18 through 20. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. Now Elisha said to them, This is not the way, nor this is the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. So it was, when they had come to Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw and they were inside Samaria. Let's pray over this word. Father, I thank you again for your presence. I thank you, Lord, that you are a miracle-working God. Lord, I pray now that you anoint me to teach this word. Anoint every heart to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in this particular scripture, the king of Syria would mobilize his troops to attack Israel. But the funny thing is every time he would mobilize these troops, guess what? Good old Elisha would tell the king of Israel, guess what? They're going to attack you. Well, the king of Syria thought this was quite strange, and he said, there's a traitor among us. Some of you are spreading information. And they said, no. <laughs> this is that prophet Elisha. He even tells the king what you're saying in your bedroom. Now, don't you know he was ready to attack then? <laughs> now, that would be scary in the day and time that we're living now, isn't it? So anyway, he decided he was going to capture Elisha. So what he did is he sent all these troops and all the armies to attack Elisha and capture him and bring him, bring him to be destroyed or killed. 
what amazes me that you had all of these chariots and all of this army to attack and capture one man. I want you to know that the enemy fears you. We spend too much time talking about the devil, what the devil's doing, what the devil. Hey, we stand in authority over Satan. Amen? See, the devil hates confident Christians. He hates Christians that know who they are in Jesus, that we are the child of the king, that we are a royal priesthood, and we walk in power and authority over the enemy. And I tell you, I am sick and tired to see what he's doing to the body of Christ. But we have got to quit bowing to this spirit of fear and take authority over Satan. He fears us. He fears an army of God that says, look, we're not going to bow down to this fear. We're going to move forward. We're going to press on. We're going to trust God. And we're going to do what he called us to do. And we're going to take authority over you. My body may not feel like it, but let me tell you what. I got power and I got authority and you belong under my feet. See, he can't stand that when we take power and authority and we're confident Christians. Too many Christians have lost your confidence because the prayer's not answered. Hey, he's working his plan. We just got to trust him. So all of this army was surrounded and so the servant of Elisha goes outside, and he's terrified. All he could see was soldiers and chariots all around to capture him. So he goes back inside, and he says, Elisha, they come after us. And I love the faith of this prophet of God. He said, don't be afraid. There are more on our side than theirs. And I feel like that's a word for some of you. You got some impossible situations in your life. But what the Lord is saying, there's more on your side than the enemy side. Because you know what? If God be for us, if nobody else is for us, if God be for us, who can be against us? And when we know that Jesus Christ loves us, see, the problem is so many people's lost their confidence because you've blown it. You've messed up. Have y'all ever messed up? Have y'all messed up this morning? <laughs> I caught myself whining. I never whine, whine too much. Doug says, well, they know when you whine, something's wrong. <laughs> but there's more on our side because God is for us. Even when we think that things are not being answered the way we want them to be answered. When we see that we're praying for people to be healed, but they seem to get sicker. Have y'all ever been there? And then all of a sudden, you don't want to pray for sick people anymore because you think, well, hey, I've prayed for sick people and they've died. But see, you've got to understand you're not the healer. The Lord gave me that word a long time ago when my mother passed away of pancreatic cancer. And I, pray, I anointed her with oil till she was a grease ball. In fact, I'd praise for her till she'd say, that's, not, that's enough. And y'all, I remember singing to her in the hospital. <laughs> it was so funny because I said, Mama, you want me to sing to you? Just one. <laughs> I think that's like, please don't torment me with that singing anymore. 
But when we understand the power and the authority that we have, but how many times, if we could just look in the heavenlies to see the army that's around us, the angels, the guardian angels, the warring angels, and when we speak those words, those faith-filled words, see, we give the, the angels something to work with. If all we do is whine and complain, our angels are bored. They're like, I wish you'd give me something to work with. All she's doing is whining and complaining. But when we start speaking what the Word of God says, our angels go to work. And when we plead the blood of Jesus over us and our families, those guardian angels go to work and say, I'm hearkening to the voice of the Lord. I'm hearkening to your voice because you represent Jesus Christ. Amen. So Elisha told this young man, he said, go back out there and look again. And when he looked out there, the hills was filled with chariots of fire. So he was able to see. See, he was looking through the eyes of fear, but he was awakened to his faith when he saw the warring angels, the angels of God there to protect him. So Elijah, Elisha, that's kind of hard to get those straight. Elisha, he said, Lord, blind the enemies. So here comes the enemies blinding them. They were, blind, uh, they were blinded. And he led them out of the city to Samaria and opened their eyes. And so the king of Israel said, you want me to have them killed? Because they could have been killed. And Elisha said, no, feed them. Feed them because that's going to heat burning coals on their head. Because Elisha didn't want to get any praise and glory. He wanted all the praise and glory to go to God. And how many times in our lives would we be blessed if we would let the Lord fight the battle and bless those who do us wrong instead of blessing them out? We're all guilty, aren't we? You know, sometimes the best form of spiritual warfare is to keep our mouth shut. Have y'all found that to be the case? When it's so hard, we just got to tell somebody off. But see, the enemy don't know what to do when we bless those that's cursed us, those that's tried to destroy us. When they're saying, why are you blessing me? I wanted you to fail. I tried to ruin your reputation. I tried to do everything I could to destroy your ministry. But guess what? When God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. And when you do the right thing and you let the Lord fight the battle for you, guess what? Promotion is on the way. Because, see, victory belongs to all of us. Jesus Christ died for us to live in victory. But, unfortunately, we're not living in victory now. We'll say, victory is mine. And we act like it, but, but are we living it? Can we be real? See, we, as Christians, we learn to act like everything is fine and great. Oh, I'm happy, 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 but inside you're wounded. You're hurt, you're physically ill, you're worried about your family, you're worried about your finances. And see, there's a lot of people in the body of Christ that is suffering from depression now, and they are afraid to tell anybody because they're afraid we're going to make fun of them or say, where's your faith? See, not everybody can just shake things off like some people. Because when their soul wounds is there, it's easy for us to say, oh, just get over it. 
but you don't know how deep some of those soul wounds are and has to be healed like a layer by layer like an onion. And you, a lot of times you can see what people have been through by the soul wounds that they have in their lives. But the Lord wants us to live in victory. But we're bound by worry, we're bound by fear, we're bound by depression. But this day, y'all say this day, day. we're going to be loosed and set free. All right, I'm feeling better as I preach. I'm preaching myself happy and strong. All right, y'all say praise God. Acts 1, 7 through 11. He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in your own, in his own authority. But you shall receive power, y'all say power. power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come also in the manner as you saw him go into heaven. Now in this particular scripture, Jesus had been with the disciples uh, 40 days after the resurrection. He had told them about being endued with power to remain in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. But then all of a sudden, Jesus ascended into the clouds. And they just stood there perplexed, like, Jesus, where are you? And then they were given the word that he'd be back the same way. And I feel like we're living in a time now that many of us need to get our heads out of the clouds. Because we know, y'all believe Jesus is coming soon. We know he's coming soon. But see, we love, y'all remember that song, I Fly Away? I'm not singing today. Doug said, please, you're not singing today, are you? He said, no. But I might if I want to. But y'all remember the just a few more weary days and then I'm going to fly away? Do y'all remember some of those songs, I'm going to take a ship, uh, a trip on a good old gospel ship? Do y'all remember that? What in the world is a good old gospel ship? What? <laughs> But we're going to fly away one day, but right now we're here. And we got work to do in the body of Christ. We got people that need to be saved, set free, and delivered. And the Lord is waiting on us. We're saying we're waiting on God. He's waiting on us to do what he called us to do. And see, this is the greatest opportunity for the church. This is not the time for us to go hide in a corner somewhere, bow to the idol of fear, and say, I'm afraid to be around people. People go everywhere else. Now, I'm just going to preach it like I, I see it. People go to Walmart. People go to the grocery store. They go to birthday parties. But I'm afraid to go to church. the truth and I know COVID is real and I know we need to be careful and we still are careful but we how long are we going to bow down to this idol of fear how long are we going to use COVID as an excuse and I think what's happening now we're just these same people that never entered the door of church is using COVID as an excuse you didn't go then so what's your excuse now COVID well what are we going to claim next we got to quit bowing down to this idol of fear. The enemy 
While people are dying and going to hell, we're in the closet when this should be the greatest time for the church to rise up and say, I take authority over you, Satan. We've got power and authority. We're not given a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I think we've lost our mind. We got to get back to the work of Jesus. Get your head out of the clouds. Get your eyes on a sick world that needs Jesus. Depression is up. People are, are committing suicide. And they're saying, where's the church? Children are confused. Where's the church? <laughs> they're at Walmart and Lowe's right now in this pretty weather. But seriously, I know this is serious and we need to take it serious. But it's like anything else, y'all. We've got to get the word out. Because see, in the Bible, you know, in the day of Pentecost, they were in one mind and one accord. And the Holy Spirit was poured out. And we're in one mind and one accord and we see miracles. Because that's what Jesus does. But you know, in the book of Acts, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. The Holy Spirit had been poured out on the day of Pentecost. Miracles were taking place. Signs and wonders were taking place. But it was also the worst of times because they were having to run for their lives. They were being martyred. And y'all, if we cannot handle what we're going through now, how are we going to make it when they're saying, we're going to cut your head off if you serve, serve Jesus? You can say all day long, oh, well, I never take that mark of the beast or I never do this. You don't know what you do. So you better be filled with the presence of the Lord and the power of God in your life and stay focused and quit bowing to the spirit of fear. It has become an idol in many people's lives. So they were being martyred. They were being scattered. See, the Lord had to allow the heat to be turned up to scatter the church. Because he had told them, you're to go in Samaria, you're to go in Judea. But after two years, they were still in their comfort zone. They were still in Jerusalem. So he had to allow the heat to be turned up to scatter the church. Now, I don't want to be persecuted. I don't want the heat to be turned up. I want to be obedient now. So why don't we try being obedient now to what he's telling us to do? Because you can fly or you can cry. But that comfort zone will become very uncomfortable when God tells you to do something. Because every one of us has got our own Samaria and we've got our own Judea to reach. It may be our family. It may be people in our neighborhood. But the Lord's waiting on us to reach those people. And you know what? We're waiting on somebody else to do it. Well, I think Sandra needs to go do this and Sandra needs to go that way. Sandra's one person. So are you. But we're all the hands and the feet of Jesus. See, what the enemy wants to do is to, where you won't have confidence to say, well, I can't lead anybody to Jesus. I might say it wrong. Just say, repent of your sins. Accept Jesus. Let him come into your heart. Same thing if you're praying for sick, just say, be healed in the name of Jesus. You may not ever get into church. It's time for the church to become the church. And I feel like that's what the Lord was showing us with all this quarantine and shutting down. I'm telling you, the building is not the church. You are the church. Yeah. 
and we need each other and we need to assemble together to encourage each other. But he's scattering us out to say, they go to Walmart, go to Walmart. They're going to Lowe's right now, go to Lowe's. I tell you, when you say, Lord, show me people, you'll be dodging people all in Walmart. You'll find people that need prayer. You'll find people that looks like they're depressed. But the Lord will put people in front of you wherever you go. But we got to get out of our comfort zone and do what the Lord's called us to do. I pray this message blessed you. And today you have decided I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. Because see, every one of us, we have our own uh, Judea and we have our own Samaria that we need to reach people in our neighborhood, family members that are lost. And Jesus is coming soon and he's counting on us to do the work. So we, you know, we've got to get out of our comfort zones. We can't keep blaming, making excuses when the time is now. And the Lord will give you the boldness. He will give you the courage. You make the first step to get out of that comfort zone. And guess what? He'll be with you every step of the way. Oh, yes, you can do it. Whatever God's asking you to do, hey, step out in faith. Put feet to your faith. Now, if you're watching this program and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, that's the most important decision that you'll ever make. And we're living in a time now, I don't know how people make it without Jesus. We're in a crazy world. Have y'all figured that out? (laughs) But if you've never made Jesus, maybe you know religion, but you don't know Jesus. If that's you, I want to lead you to Jesus and just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me and you rose again on the third day. Come into my life and come into my heart. And from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. Find you a good Bible-believing church and grow to be more like Jesus. If you're watching this program and you say, I need special prayer, I've got some impossible situations right now, and you're facing some some battles that you just feel like you need help with, if that's you, we do have a 1-800 number prayer line. Call that number. If I don't pick up, I will call you back. Please leave a message. Also, give us praise reports. Send us letters. Let us know what God's doing in your life. It just makes our day that this show is a blessing to you. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. We don't manipulate people for offerings. We don't try to do anything like that. We let the Holy Spirit speak to you. But I can tell you, television is expensive, and we could use your help. So any amount we would be so grateful for. Now, next week, we're going to have part two of this message, Blinded by the Light. Don't you dare miss it. Tell your friends about it. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. 
you've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.